BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I've got visions in my head. People tell me that I'm crazy. I tell them that's exactly it. I've got reasons for my absence. People tell me that I'll burn out. Hi guys, welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast. I am your host, Kenzie Elizabeth. And wow, have I had quite the weekend. I am, I am tired. I saw the Batman, actually, my little brother invited me on Friday night to dinner and he wanted to go see the Batman and come to find out movies are so expensive now. So now I understand why he wanted to go see the Batman with his older sister. You know, obviously I will pay for my little brother. So Anyways, I thought it was great. That's the first thing that came to mind. But I hope you guys are having a great week. I love Thursdays. There's something about Thursdays that are just so exciting. You have the week under your belt. You're almost done. You typically feel like a little bit more accomplished. And then it's like the weekend eve. You have so much to look forward to. As you guys are listening to this episode, I am actually on my way to Cabo. I'm going on a big girls trip, spring break, all right, with a bunch of people you guys probably follow, very good friends of mine, Danielle, Brooke, Katie, Margot, Kit, and I are going to Cabo. I am so excited, so be sure to follow me on Instagram and TikTok and all that stuff. I'll be vlogging, do not worry. Also, guys, okay, this weekend I started a Dallas dating show on TikTok, like as a joke, right? It's going so well, by the way. I've just been sharing my friends who are single. I started that like in the middle of the day on Saturday. I went out on Saturday night and a girl came up to me um, and recognized me as the Dallas Dating Show girl. So we're clearly off to a great start. If you guys are interested in my dating show, I mean, you have got to check it out. We're also currently doing a giveaway on the IOSM Instagram. If you guys want to enter to win a breadwinning housewife set, the hat and a coffee tumbler. Go um, follow on Instagram. You guys will see all the information, but I will be sending those to you. We have one week left as you guys are listening of the giveaway. So be sure to go check that out. Anyways, today's episode, we have a very old friend of mine, Yana. If you guys have followed me in the past, probably like five years, I want to say six years. I don't know. We kind of get into it in the episode. She was a very close friend of mine when I lived in LA. She was in a ton of vlogs. I feel like this is going to be an episode, especially for the OGs. But Yana is actually, um, I'm not just saying this, by the way, because we're friends, but Yana is probably the most talented, like, artist ever. She is unbelievable. If I could have any gift or superpower in this world, I would just steal Yana's singing voice. No offense, Yana, but, like, I want it for myself, you know? 
Anyways, she has a new song coming out tomorrow called Don't Want Your Love. She sent it to me last year and I've had the SoundCloud link for so long and it's actually really embarrassing because the artist or whoever has the account, I don't know how it works, can see where you're listening from. So like, obviously she knows who she sent the links to and it's like all California and then Dallas, Texas. So obviously it is me. But anyway, she's incredibly talented. The song comes out tomorrow. You guys can pre-save today if you're listening to this past I mean like one day after this episode it is out now go stream it everywhere she's incredibly talented you guys will love her we're talking about so much I I did want to give a little bit of a trigger warning we do talk about weight loss towards the end of this episode so if that is like triggering to your bothersome or anything like that just like keep that in mind but we're talking about gaining confidence I think in yourself in dating we talk a little bit like dating anxiety and then also gaining confidence in your career especially when you're going down a path that isn't maybe as traditional as the next. It's a very real conversation. This isn't like a magic wand that we wave and like suddenly you're confident. And neither of us are saying that we are the most confident. I feel like that's just kind of where this conversation went. It's very real. It's very raw. It's very in the middle, I think, as well of being confident. I don't think that anyone is ever fully 1000% there. I do think a lot of it is about the journey. Um, and it's just cool to see like Yana's growth over the years. I think both of us together. Anyways, my point is, I think this conversation is actually more helpful than just like, this is how you do this. And this is what works. And this is what doesn't and like whatever, because it's very real and raw. And this is, I think the reality of growing up and becoming more confident and dealing with insecurities. And I mean, we're going all over this conversation. So without further ado, let's welcome Yana on to the show. Hello, Yana. Hello. This is wild. How long have we known each other? I want to say seven years, 2015, 2016, 2016. Oh, okay then. Five years, but give or take like a couple years since I've seen you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then, yeah. So, well, we've known each other for a long time. We we go way back. Yes. It's been a time. Yana is actually my favorite artist. Like, if I could have any. That's not true. No, it is. No, it's not. I wouldn't lie to you. Yes, you would. No, I'm not about this. <laughs> I am. I'm serious. I'm like, if I could have any superpowers, I would have your singing voice, not anyone else's. Yours, and I would be a pop star. I could. Well, I you would, could work it. I would you love to be it. a pop star. You could probably star. become a pop star without even having to sing. You think I should try? Yeah, I think you could make no, it. Now you're lying. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could do it. I would kill to be a country star. Like, not to make this about me, but to oh. make it about me. I think that that would be. Yeah. And I came out with the cowboy boot collection. Like I don't that, see you as a country star. I don't think you want to be singing about. Yeah, I do. That's uh, all I listen to is country music. Right now? Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't know. I feel like you're listening to some pop. Honestly, no. Really? You have Bob's 2.0 on my playlist is all I listen to. Okay. But I do listen to, I love pop music. Yeah. But I want to be a country singer. Yeah. I find that I like, I've thought long and hard about, you know, you my future be in music. Casey. Yeah. 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 Remember our Dua Lipa days? Like, w- way back in the yeah. day. Yeah. 2017? Yeah. Wait, wait, what do you mean by Dua Lipa no, days? It, it was just like the peak Oh, when we of... liked her. Yes. Well, I, not that we don't. But it but was just when We went to the concert. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good time. It was she's, a good time. She's great. I really, really like her a lot. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to talk about everything. Yeah. We've known each other since I was 17, Probably. 18. So I didn't realize you had just moved here. I I thought you had been here for a while. No, we I lived here for like a few months, maybe. We so we we 
have seen each other in a lot of different yes life eras phases yes. eras if yeah. you will mm-hmm. that time of my life doesn't even feel I like know. it was the life that I, I lived I agree that yeah that's what I was trying to explain to you the other night yes. like I, it's I, I can't experience. even remember what I felt like no. who I was at all like I can't at all. like reconcile that no I can't either in the slightest I'm glad we're here I'm, I'm glad, glad we're it's here. over. Yes, I am too. I'm yes. very glad. Okay. Yeah. So I want to talk a lot about, I mean, like changing in your 20s. And yeah, just, like yeah, yeah, yeah. And feeling like lost and confused and just changing your mind. It's just a very tricky, tricky time. Before that, I do want to go into a little bit of your background. Okay. I want to talk music. Yeah. It's so crazy too. We also have other mutual friends. I know. That, that was wild mm-hmm. with music. Yeah. So can you give our listeners a little background on yourself? Okay. Born in Bulgaria. Living in Long Beach, California, <laughs> baby. I don't know. Like I've been doing I've been doing music ever since I was little. My mom put me in piano classes when I was six or seven, then vocal lessons, and I did these like boot camps when I was younger where she would send me to like a group of like kids that were essentially run by momagers who wanted to make their kids like pop sensations in LA. Kind of so like, like a, my future. A, well, no, <laughs> oh. it was kind of like, well, I, well, oh, you're saying you want to be a momager. I, I I, yeah, that. I could. I could see it too, maybe with like an actress or like, mm-hmm. yeah, or a country singer. Oh, I would die. You yeah. don't even put that in my head. That it's not good for them. Well, you got to get with someone that can sing. You got to give yeah, them a chance. That's so true. You know? That's fair. Like 50-50. <laughs> it was kind of like a big scam but like the whole boot camp thing because it's just like people taking advantage of like their parents parents who want their kids to like be something and it's like thousands of dollars and like it's a hit or miss some people go on and like get get somewhere you know and others just kind of like fade out but I did that for a little bit and then I realized at some point maybe sometime in high school that I hadn't ever chosen to do it myself like I never like I was always forced to play piano or forced to practice my songs or forced to like perform in the living room, like uh, whatever song I was singing that week for the boot camp, And I learned to like dread it. Mm-hmm. I just, I was like, why can't I just be like every other fucking person? Can I cuss? Yeah. Yes. Person <laughs> in, my, in my school who like doesn't have to worry about being that, or, you know, I just wanted to be a little more normal. And so I went to UCI, which you knew me mm-hmm. during. That was oh, a... I went to UCI. Yeah, you went oh, to yeah. UCI. <laughs> yeah, you came down and like studied with me, oh, yeah. which is a drive. I don't know why you did that. Okay, so I did that. And then a year in, I I was away from music. I hadn't even had my piano. And then one Christmas, I asked my parents to get me like a little keyboard so I can have something to play when I'm at, over there. And I decided there was a point in time at the at the end of my first year at UCI where I was going to decide whether I want to go to France. And I don't know if you remember this, no, but like this. study abroad. And like, I think it was supposed to be like a political science major or something. The idea of it was more like a fantasy rather than like something that I actually thought I could do. And I remember there was like, I got an audition in in my emails for The Voice, a casting call. Do you remember this Yes, I was hoping you would bring it up. Yeah, of yeah. course I would. I don't care that much about it. <laughs> but I got an audition and I was like, I told, I told myself, I was like, okay, if I go and I get past like the first round, then I won't submit my final application to study abroad because I had basically filled it out online. The last thing I had to do was like submit the paperwork in person. And I was like really putting it off. So I was like, let me go audition for the, the voice. Like, mind you, I've done those type of auditions like 
forever having the mom that I have like I did a lot of those a lot of no's some like random yeses but they just lead you down the no anyway but this one felt different because I felt like I had like a passion that was sparked from me and so and then I told myself like if I got a no then I guess I'll go to France long long you know we'll yeah, France. hard life yeah, yeah I know but I I went sadly I was like I remember having a cold I was drinking like throat coat tea all day and I sang the song Elastic Heart by Sia and I remember like it was probably one of the best fucking auditions I've ever had. Like, I remember feeling so good about it. In the voice, you you have this thing where it's a casting call, kind of like a cattle call, but it's less, it's more intimate than all these other shows. Like, it's more like three producers at the end of a line, and you're lined up with, like, ten people you were in line with, and you all kind of sing for, like, 90 seconds. And I just remember feeling good. Like, I was like, hell yeah. And then they tell you to wait outside when you're all done, and then they'll call, like, whoever back in if it's a yes and it was a no and I remember feeling like really heartbroken I like called my mom to pick me up and we were driving home and she was like well there's your answer and I was like I don't want to go to UCI anymore like it was just a bluff like I don't I don't want to continue I could have like I could have but why you know there's Mm -hmm. no I wasn't happy and so a couple weeks later I found Berkeley online, which is like Berkeley Colleges of Music in Boston online version, because I didn't want to go all the way out to Boston to do music. I still wanted to stay here and I could make get a degree and get my make my parents happy. So I switched out of UCI, went back home and I just did online. And then Well, hold on. You really breezed over. That's a big change to make. And it's a lot scarier to do than like I think it's a harder change to make than you. I honestly then I think it even felt for you yeah probably I just think I have I was I was at this bland point in my life for so long and no one was telling me like Yana why are you doing this like I remember you and Sean were my closest friends at the time and you guys were just like yeah she's studying French no one like well because me in the head you're also your past things with music you were so at that point you were yeah you did I, not, I not want anything do, yeah, to do with it that's true so I was like sure and you were doing really well in school really smart and I was like okay yep this is what she wants to do and she like you I was convincing it. yeah, yeah you, I did. you hit and no one even knew about the voice stuff and yeah. like you yeah were, you're sneaky is this what you is are. true I just like I didn't want to because every time I brought it up that I did something like that or I, I like doing music it's always like where's your shit well it's not here right now because I'm kind of avoiding it and it's not a fun thing to answer yeah that makes sense but when I jumped back in it was mainly because it wasn't even to be an artist at the time it was to be a songwriter because I wasn't like confident in myself at all at all to be the face of a song you know or whatever music I was writing and then it was a big leap but because I had spent so much time in the past in the same environment it was easy to go back in yeah but I definitely don't regret it at all even though like things are things are up in the air and they're slow and steady and you don't know where the fuck they're going in an industry like this it's much more satisfying than like being 35 and thinking like what why why didn't i why didn't i do that so if you guys are counting down the days until spring break don't worry you are not alone if you have very important plans to lay around in the sun then you need to get your vacation necessities at Macy's. They have bathing suits, sandals, beach towels, and even sunscreen. No matter what you are throwing into your beach bag, you can order it online and pick up in-store or curbside or get same-day delivery powered by DoorDash. 
I love that. I'm living for that. I know that we all probably procrastinate what we need for trips. And then we wait until the absolute last second. And then we have a day to get everything right from like shoes to clothes, to towels, sunscreen, just random products that you need. You can get everything at Macy's, right? With same day delivery, powered by DoorDash or ordering it online and picking it up in store or curbside. So you guys can head on over to Macy's.com today. That is Macy's.com. They have your back for all of your spring break needs, guys. Again, that is Macy's.com. Have you ever found weird things in a vagina? Have you found yourself needing multiple partners to fulfill your desires? Hey guys, I'm Dr. Jacqueline Walters, a board-certified OBGYN. It is so important that we know how and when to ask the right questions, whether you're in front of your doctor or just hanging out with your good girlfriends. Now, I wanted to create Dr. Jackie's point of view because sometimes you need to just hear the unfiltered good old Dr. Jackie. I will inspire, uplift, and educate women and men on the who, what, when, and where of things we balance daily. Make sure you subscribe to Dr. Jackie's Point of View and tune in every Thursday. I get so many messages of like, this is what I want to do, but this is where I'm at. And like, chances are, if you are in your 20s or really just in general, like right now, you most likely have the least amount of responsibility you will ever have. So now is the time to make the jump. Yeah, to actually get on your ass and do shit rather than being like, oh, you know, like tomorrow's another day. We can do it then. Because like, I don't have that many finances right now. I don't like, I'm in the same situation kind of that I was when I was going going to school because Corona kind of like made it, a little difficult to move out and be comfortable like that. Like I don't, I still, I'm at home. And I think that as much as it would like benefit me to leave, which I am planning on right now, it's like, why, why would I suffer when I have a good relationship with my family? I know that eventually I want to make the step because there's a difference between being in Long Beach and driving out here for everything that I do and actually being in the city and like living in it, you know, as well as anyone that like I've, you know, driven, yeah, I'd I, I be driving up here yeah, a lot. Yana is the is the designated yeah. driver. And I don't even mean designated like drinking wise. I mean, like she is just the friend yeah, that drives, drives everywhere, everywhere yeah. and already makes the drive into yeah. the city. I want to talk about the transition from wanting to be you know, wanting to be a songwriter to becoming an artist. And obviously that's a lot of confidence. Like, how did you get to that point? Basically, I had posted a video of me singing Don't Want Your Love on my Instagram. It was on piano. My favorite. It is like my favorite song. I like it. It's so good. You were right too. You said that was my favorite. Anyways. Yeah. Oh, did I say yeah. that? Yeah. It's kind of just like, it makes sense. Like <laughs> it, it, it's a good song. And I feel like for another song in the EP to be someone's favorite, it has to like really mean something to them rather than being something enjoyable to listen to. Yes. You know, but basically I had, I had posted it and people are just like, cool song. You know, like it was a nice reaction. And at the time I was working on a song called Smoking. Do you remember yeah. that song? Okay. So I had already finished producing that song and I had hit up uh, a photographer, Liz, through Puff because Puff okay. was posting photos that she yes. had taken. And I was like, oh, I like her photos. I don't think she'll reply to me, but it's worth reaching out. I like reached out to send a message. I was like, hey, I kind of want to take photos for this song. Is there any way like you'd consider, you know, meeting up or something. I saw like your, your stuff on Puff's Instagram and her and her Nate lots, they were hanging out one day and she played the video, like just like scrolling through my Instagram. And after hearing it, Nate was like, who's that? 
And Liz was like, I don't know, just some girl that just like DM me. And from then he he like sent me a DM and asked me like, did you write the song? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, do you want to write? And at the time I was like, I'm writing with literally nobody right now. I'm a little scared. Cause like I, I could just, I could be walking into like, I don't know. Yeah. Like you never know in, 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 in yeah. this city where you're going, what you're saying yes to. But I had gone there to meet up with him and I had played him a few of my songs and I told him, I'm down to finish this song with you. I just don't see it for myself. And he completely ignored me. Like, he was like, I don't think so. Like, I, you, this is a good song, and I like the rest of your songs, and I don't see why you're saying that. And from then on, we just decided, like, we're going to make an EP together. You know, him is, like, my co-writer and producer. And it was just, like, he wasn't consoling me at all. He wasn't saying, like, no, you should be an artist. He was just, like, as if it didn't even occur to him at all. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, okay well. That's kind of how... Honestly, I mean, I know he like didn't know you at that time, but that's actually a really good way to handle yeah. you. Yep, yeah. I know because, because if, if you he, bring it up, if he would have started consoling you, I think you would have pushed, pushed back one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And it, I was already in the mix, and like I didn't want to give it up because it felt like I had finally found some type of like connection, like emotionally and also you know in the music world that felt like it might have gone somewhere so I was like all right I guess I'll just keep going and I didn't want to upset him or ruin a relationship so I was like might as well and then it just so happened that with time I was more comfortable doing so because it takes a long time to make something like that Mm -hmm. and be prepared for it so that was kind of the the way like it's just that that's just what happened you know and I started thinking about it and I didn't want to be a writer I didn't want to like this might sound like terrible but I don't want to bust my ass like kissing people's asses all around the city and writing with whoever I can and hoping that somewhere I'll get a cut when I feel like you you as well as anyone should know I'm kind of a little solo you know what Mm -hmm. I mean I'm not the type to like go around and like befriend everybody and go to these parties yeah yeah, exactly and that's a little bit one of my just like flaws but it helps me be comfortable in being an artist and not not just a songwriter so how do you think like practically your confidence has grown and changed like through that? Cause it's like obviously slow and steady, mm. but you also have to like switch it to where you like believe in yourself as an yeah. artist. And that's a really personal thing yes. when it is literally you not necessarily, I mean you and your abilities, yeah. you know? Yeah. I think it's different every day. I'm sure you can feel like that too. Like, and the the difference in environments, for example, when you're in LA versus when you're in Dallas, I'm sure the yep. work-life balance is a very hard very thing to achieve, different. you know? Yeah. And your family is over there and your close friends that make you feel, make you remember what your life was like before you started doing YouTube. So it's like, I think it, it comes and goes in waves. It's different now than it was before because now I'm actually surrounded. I'm not just like hold up in my room writing my songs and not actually like seeing myself out there releasing it and performing it but I think the more time I spent in that mindset it it's just it's just you just have to learn it it's like a habit you know because if I I can believe myself all, all I want but if I'm not doing anything about it like if I'm not going and writing songs or busting my ass to promote or like getting the word out, then what what does it matter how much if I can believe in myself, you know? Ed Milet always says, and I say this on the podcast all the time, like confidence is essentially trusting yourself. So over time, it's built by making small promises to yourself and keeping them. Yeah. So exactly what you're saying. It's, it's like, well, baby steps. Yeah, it's, it's like not I can, one day you wake up and, and it just happens yeah. overnight. Mm-hmm. It slowly is 
like taking action and doing things like that, I think over time you begin to trust yourself more and then you have more confidence yeah. and you start to see yourself differently and you're like, oh wait, I can be an artist, yeah. you yeah. know? Yeah. Cause before it was more like with you, at least from my perspective and what ahead. I saw, mm-hmm. didn't really want like, the attention made you feel awkward. Yeah. You didn't want to be the person who's like, I'm an artist. Mm-hmm. Like that was just like, and almost, I still don't like, yeah, love I was going to say that was like I your still, worst nightmare. Yep, it was, yes, it was, but it's, I mean, it was just like necessary. Yeah. There'll be times where like Dylan is introducing me to someone and he's like hyping up my music. And like, especially when like it was coming out, he was like going everywhere and being like, my girlfriend's song is out. And I'm like, please, like, this <laughs> is not the time. I know because as much as like, yeah, it's nice, but there's people who can handle that way better than I can. It's yeah. that's the big learning curve for me. You know, it's cause like when I'm, when I'm in my own head and I'm like alone, I see it. I'm like, yeah, this is a possibility. This is cool. But then when I'm out in the world, you start comparing, you start looking at other people who are way more outward in their confidence and it can definitely get into my head a little bit. But in the past, yeah, I, it was my worst nightmare for sure, for sure. Just because it's it's like, it's so different than like my life thus far. But that is the trajectory. Like the, what, what am I doing if it's not the trajectory? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can't just like hide away from it. Yeah, you kind of had to. Yeah. This weekend, I wore my cute little personalized K locket. I got this necklace. It's gold. It's really simple. It adds so much to every look, though, I will say. It just makes me feel like I'm a lot more put together wearing personalized jewelry. I am obsessed, and I got it from Golden. So their mission is to make it by hand, make it personal, make a difference, creating connections and giving back through every purchase. So they have modern personalization options that allow you to create a piece that tells your story. There's a million different ways to make it yours. Also, you guys know my love language is, well, actually, maybe you don't know. My love language is giving gifts and I love giving a personalized gift, especially jewelry. I think it just, it goes that extra step and makes someone feel really cared for. So I think it's an incredible place to shop for jewelry, for gifts for other people. Each piece is handmade just for you. Choose your metal, size, and personal inscriptions to be hand-stamped by their makers. Every piece comes with a letterpress gift-ready packaging, a handwritten note, and a jewelry care kit. It's very fabulous. Like When you get in the mail, you feel like it's very luxe. And this is huge, guys. They offer a happiness guarantee on all of their products, even the personalized ones. They believe in empowerment through craft by providing local craft workers in the Pacific Northwest with jobs working within a process that reduces waste, recycles scraps, and increases material sustainability. They donate 10% of all profits and more through special collections to organizations that support their core causes of education, liberation, and community building. Golden is female-founded and run with a workforce consisting of 80% women. So you guys can use code ILYSM at checkout for 15% off your first purchase visit golden that is gldn.com to find the perfect piece and make it yours again that is code ilysm at checkout for 15 percent off your first purchase how do you deal with like imposter syndrome then in that same I regard can't i don't like it it feels sometimes like it's justified like that, that's why you feel it, you know, you, you, you let it sink in a little bit and then you think about it and you're like, well, it kind of, it's fair that I feel like that because I am not where that I want to be right now, but that, you know, gives you something to work towards. But I start thinking about, this is, this is an interesting thing, but I start thinking about like the flaws of other people. Like <laughs> it, it, it humbles me, you know, yeah. like 
I start thinking about how some people fumble their words or they make mistakes or they're not that cool in their real life or they have like billions of people on a team behind them that help them out and make them who they are. You're almost humanizing them. Yes, yeah. exactly. I think Which that's they, actually what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah exactly. Yes. But it's so hard to do that sometimes yes. when it, all over the internet, all you see is that they're perfect, you know, or just like cool and you don't see yourself in that world it's easy to be like well they were born like that it, their life it led up to that that was inevitable <laughs> yeah. you know so I try to think about it like that and like it's nice also having like friends and family around mm -hmm. you that like believe in you and don't like kind of put you down for whatever your dreams are because yeah. then it's like yeah you guys are my friends and family you're kind of obliged to say this but sometimes not everyone's people do that though. I know yeah. I know and it's been a journey of like kind of trying to fizzle those out because they make you they keep you where you are mm -hmm. like say it's like a job or something where you're doing it to make money like actresses and actors in LA they get a server job they have obviously something else to do they have a career that they want but they have to do that to make money but if you like get sucked into that lifestyle with those co-workers yeah, and such a good point who are not doing anything similar to what you're doing yeah. and you're not surrounded by that it's easy to be like well this is where I belong and I'm sure we know a lot of people like that mm -hmm. you know what I mean baristas yeah um other types of people who yeah. it, there's nothing wrong with that it's scary it's sad it's really upsetting to see because I know what that feels like you know I think people going after your dreams and what you really want is honestly sometimes hard to admit to yourself. Mm -hmm. Even with you, like being an artist, yes. it's hard to even say out loud. Yeah. So that's part of the battle. The second thing is it's really, really fucking hard to actually do it. Yep. And so then you get in environments who you surround yourself with changes your life completely yep. in every single way. Yep. At home, all of my friends have like traditional jobs, but they're doing like such great things mm -hmm. and like cool stuff. Mm -hmm. It's not like they're doing anything similar to like my job or even each other. Like, But the commonality of like everyone's supportive and yep. everyone is working hard and there's like a work ethic to it. I think in LA, you either have people who work their asses off or mm -hmm. don't work at all. Mm -hmm. They come here and they'll get sucked in and I think people can do this all around the country, but you find your coworkers yep. and then all of a sudden you're, you know, partying with them 24 seven mm -hmm. and you like forgot six months have passed yep. and you haven't made a step towards your goal. Exactly. But that's because your environment affects mm -hmm. everything and you have to, have to, have to, have to like guard that, like almost like a hawk. Like yep. you have to be so crazy about who you're around. I'm incredibly affected by my environment in every way. Like even like to the point of like my house, like the, like my physical house, Yeah. but it is so important. And I've seen so many people just like throw away so much potential or yep. things that they were like the best of the best of the best. For like the sake of maybe like a social circle yes. or comfort of whatever they have and whatever environment they're in. Like, yeah, you can do and go party with your coworkers, like however much you want, but you better spend twice as much time at home working on your shit, you yes. know? Cause then I've been in points where I don't even feel comfortable to talk about what I'm doing with my coworkers or people that I like are, are part of my life, but not part of that life. And it, it almost feels like I can't really talk about it because they are so in a completely different yes. place. And I it, like, there is no commonality there at all. And then I go home and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Why am I not doing my thing? Why am I just like lounging around in this comfy place that is not for me? 
you know it's not like where you want to stay yeah and it, you have to think like future too the number one question people ask when you're doing something non-traditional is like how do you do that and like not care about what people think and I'm like I think also if you're asking that question though there's a really good chance you're never gonna do it yeah because that can't be why why do you have to and also you need to be thinking five years ahead those people aren't even gonna be in your life in five years if I would have stopped my YouTube channel because of what people said Mm -hmm. five years ago what would I be like where would I be now you know like you have to just so much of it is your environment and also I think you have to think so far in advance of and make kind of decisions based off your future self not really like where you are present yeah you know exactly also I'm curious so Yana sent me over some notes um, of some topics that she said we were okay to talk about you never know with her (laughs) I'm just kidding but so don't want your love love the song I feel like Zach sang right now like I love Zach sang oh I I love his interviews she said aka five foot seven bumble boy turned demon yeah so I'm curious to know just the background story. Okay. And by the way, I think we've all had a five foot seven. Foot yes, boy I feel like that demon. height is just perfect. It's, it's for so d- specific because it's so correct. Yeah. It's so spot on. I know. I don't know why, but the yeah. amount of times I've seen that height referenced on TikTok, it just mm-hmm. makes me want to crawl out of my skin. I don't feel like I'm alone. So though. many girls. So yeah. so much trauma. It's Unnecessary. So much trauma. You didn't have to go through that. No, and we're going to stop definitely you right not. now. Yeah. Right now, what we're about to do, Yana's about to tell yeah. us, I think we'll, it'll be the push that you needed to unmatch with this man. Okay, well, I don't want to say it's because of their height. It just happened to be this was like a terrible experience. To put in perspective, I'm 5'8". I don't have an issue with like, you know, dating 5'7". We're, five, we're kidding about the height. Yeah, guys. well, I'm not. Really, like I'm not. Like We're not kidding, but it's not that deep. It wasn't for me. But basically, I had a. Uh, you knew me at this time. I was going on. Oh, okay. You yeah. knew me. You know yeah, exactly yeah, yeah, what yeah, I'm talking yeah. about. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So this was in 2018. Yes. I was going on like Bumble dates, trying to meet some somebody. Uh, I had met someone from Bumble. I didn't know at the time that he had just gotten out of like a four year relationship, and I thought maybe it was like two three months because I feel like that's what he was telling me, but it was two weeks. And mm-hmm. uh huh. And it's crazy how the lines get blurred when men quote communicate. Yep. yep. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I think that if I'm not mistaken, this was my first like date. I think it was like it was the first time I had ever mentioned to you that I was dating rather than just having like crushes. I'm on... having like real flashbacks. I know. This now. Okay, I know. I never made that connection. Yeah. So that just saying that probably explains why this song was written for a situation like that, which lasted literally no more than like a month tops. But because it was my first experience of like having something like that or potentially having something like that, you see it everywhere. You see your friends get in relationships. You know what a relationship is like on the outside. But once you're in it, it unlocks this feeling of like, oh, I can have it. You know, like, for yeah. the entire time, probably that I was friends with you, it never really crossed my mind. I didn't believe in myself. I couldn't see myself dating anyone. You couldn't see me dating anyone. I remember at the time. This is true. I remember at the time. It, it like I'm sorry. It rings in my head. It's totally okay, <laughs> okay because yeah. I felt the same way. Yeah. You know, like it was a little. It was a like a bummer to hear it, but it it just goes to show how I was like pushing myself out. You there. were really closed off though. I was. And that was what I would have meant by that. Like at that point. Yeah, but that's because I didn't want to be open. There was nothing I wanted to open myself up to. I mean, no one had come 
that was worth that yeah. either. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I like wasn't comfortable being in a relationship with anyone. Like, yeah, I had my little like crushes here and there, but I, it, when, when it came down to like the nitty gritty, I was like, there's no way I can be in a relationship with this person. Like I can't be open with them. I can't, I don't want to spend that much time with them. I'm just you, fantasizing about was them. Was it fear of like vulnerability? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Like I didn't feel like I was developed as a person. I did not like my body. I didn't like where I was in my life. Like I didn't feel like I had anything to add, even though I yearned for something like that, there was nothing for me to give. So mm-hmm. when this came around, the connection was there, like emotionally, like it, it everything flowed. He didn't want to make me vomit. Like, I, I, like yeah. no, I, I totally, what you're saying, it's, it's like a 50, 50, exactly. Yes, yes. And you don't know until you do it. Yeah. And so that was kind of what made me disregard the fact that he was sort than me and I and I thought he was like a good person I cared about him you know and I remember we went on like a few dates we went to the beach we like went to a fast food restaurant and I just remember it being really dramatic like he was having his his ties to his ex and he felt like he was betraying her for some reason which I understand completely but I had not known up until like a couple dates in that like oh shit you're like fresh out of a relationship and I had no idea what that was like I was just like four years you know what I'm like it's fine <laughs> all right it's moving on now to me exactly <laughs> exactly so we it, there was like a lot of dramatic phone calls overnight and like even discussing like the morality of meeting up which is so dumb because he was single you know mm-hmm. but clearly he wasn't like on the inside yeah. you know and there was uh he had a radio show Yes, I remember this. Oh my God, I was a stalker. I was any any information that I can get. Yeah, and I still am. Like my, (laughs) I've told I've told Dylan how like far I I went before we started. I mean, I I let him in like every couple weeks. I'll be like, oh yeah, and I like knew where you live. Like <laughs> before I knew your last name. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I think every girl is like that. I can't help it. I have recently become addicted to my morning matcha walks. I get up in the morning, I take the dogs out, I put on a cute little outfit and I head off to walk and pick up some matcha. And while I do that, I put on a podcast. This sets the tone of my day. I love listening to a podcast on overall, I think like well-being, personal development, just kind of keeping that new year positivity going, even though it's already March, which is crazy. So Audible has created a destination for complete well-being that delivers inspiration, encouragement, and actionable steps, no matter what your goals are. At audible.com slash well-being, Audible editors have curated a range of titles featuring experts in a wide range of self-care and self-development categories. From mastering your emotions and improving your relationships to getting in shape and finding more success at work and at home. Among the listens are brand new titles from some of the most inspiring original voices in the genre, including best-selling self-help expert Mel Robbins, who returns with a new podcast called Here's Exactly What to Do. Coach Pamela has created Mastering the Skill of Reinvention, which can help you turn the life you dream of into the life that you live. Listening opens up a world of opportunities for discovering insights wherever you are, and these titles can give you the confidence and the motivation you need to build the life you deserve. So again, you guys can check out audible.com slash well-being. I also love this in the mornings. There's nothing worse than when you're ready to go on your walk. And you can't decide what podcast to listen to and you just can't find one. So again, go to audible.com slash well-being. The Audible editors have curated a list for you guys and you guys are will be good to go. You know what that is, though? We talked about this recently. It is internet culture of people, especially people... I mean, you, we both have ties. This is how we even became friends of like 
Tumblr, YouTube, people who grew up in that, like, honestly. It feels like it's our information. It's available to us. Yes. People who have, like, One Direction accounts literally need to be hired by the FBI. I swear to God. Yeah. Honestly. With this dude, he had, like, a radio show that he was doing for the school that he was in. And during the time that we were dating, he had me tune in a couple times. And there was one time about a couple days after we had like said we would take a break and like reconvene after the weekend, whatever. I decided to take it upon myself to go listen to his podcast on a Friday night. I was at your house. You were having a party. And I literally left the party to go to my car, put on his show and listen to it because I'm a psycho. And because I was like, this was this was like my sign to tell me. Should I reach out after this weekend is done or is it over, you know? And there's not that many listeners on that show. Like it's maybe four tops a week. It was just something they were doing for fun. I remember he had mentioned his ex-girlfriend for some reason, and he didn't refer to her as his ex. So that was like, oh, maybe maybe that was a mistake, you know? (laughs) Oh my God, you probably uh, misspoke that. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Uh, And like the previous weeks, he had always like mentioned a little like quirky, cheeky is a better word, thing or two about us. So I knew kind of like things were going good because he was not like brushing it off. And this time, not a single word about it. And I even remember I had shown him one of, oh, this is fine to say. Sean was releasing videos at the time Mm -hmm. and... He had like a title called like the best, the most important announcement of my life yes. or something. And I had, I think I was watching it with him at the same time. I was like, this is my friend, like he's doing whatever. And he had mentioned the title like in the, uh, in the show, like ironically, like in a very like nasty, bitter way. Like he was like, this is the most romantic, you know? Mm-hmm. And I heard that and I was like, whoa, that's a dig. Like that is a dig. And I remember just leaving the car like, well, Good thing I heard that because I probably still would have called either way, you know? I remember you were probably like, you probably shouldn't go do that, but I did it and like went and go listen to the show. I'm glad that I did, but also I'm not because I I was I was so hooked. We never spoke after that. I remember maybe sending like a like a sorry or something because I'm dumb, you know? Like I was like, I was probably thinking like he would reply and be like, it's okay. Like, <laughs> um, what are you doing? You know? Yeah. yeah WYD. Literally. Booty face. Mm-hmm. 2 a.m. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that was like in September of 2018, December of 2018. Still thinking about him. That's when I wrote Don't Want Your Love. And it probably took me another like six months to get over that, maybe even longer because it was like, I, w- I didn't have anything else. And I, I was like, what? what? This could have been something. Like, once you get a little taste of that, yes. you're like, wait, you like kind of showed me that I can like maybe be liked. Can I be loved? Like, that's that wasn't a feeling that I had at all. And it was so hard to get over that. Even now, even though now I'm like, that's not something that I want at all. Like, th- that we weren't mm-hmm. right. And when I, when, like, now that I have more dating experience, now I, I can tell. Like you, you just, you start to know like what kind of people you're interested in, you gravitate towards. And that was not that. It just happened to be the first. And on top of that, I will say along, I mean, like dating and security in general is just such a thing, but I think it's sometimes harder to get over someone that you didn't see for that long than someone that you dated for two years. Yeah, I've heard this. Yes, yeah. because you've seen that play out. The up you, and down, you yes. know what it's like. This is like, well, we didn't have a down yet. So yeah. like, are we going to have a down? Like, exactly. Let's try it out. And then you just make it all up in your head and you, yep. you act like that relationship is what that was. Yep. And it wasn't. So it actually can be a lot harder 
to get over something that was maybe a few months yeah. over a year. And it's really painful. Like people don't talk yes. about how like awful the yearning is. Like it keeps you from exploring anything else or like not stopping to talk about them or think mm -hmm. about them, even though it's, there's nothing there at all. But I think eventually I just got over that with time, not because I decided, oh, now's the time to stop lurking. I probably didn't stop lurking for months because I, I like needed to know, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm pretty sure he had like blocked me on Instagram and like, I think he like posted with the girl, right? He, he, oh, he did. Yeah. He posted with the girl cause he went and visited her, his ex. Yeah. And then like sometime a couple months later, he had started dating someone else. I really hope like that he doesn't watch this cause he's going to think I'm, it's okay. It's okay. But like, maybe I do. Cause it's been so long that I, it's not a part yes. of me anymore, but he probably would have had no idea how much it affected me, you know, because of the way he was like so nonchalant about it. Like, I don't think he would have had he would an have idea. the effect on you. Yeah. I don't think so. Like he didn't know about my psychopath tendencies yet so uh, I, I it got was away still with that early one. exactly it was really exactly yeah. exactly this one i have now he's aware he's a little uncomfortable but not uncomfortable enough to break up with me so okay. i like yeah. that i yeah. feel like that is it's yeah. healthy right yeah that's yeah. healthy like i feel open enough to talk to him about it and he's like that's a little okay it's fine you <laughs> he's know like, like, like a yeah, little yeah, bit yeah. weird but okay yeah, yeah yeah he's he's more flattered than he has creeped out you know that's exactly where you need him yeah keep him there exactly Soft, cozy, and sustainable, three words I usually do not use when describing my underwear, but that all changed when I tried Parade. Parade makes sustainable, creative basics so soft and comfortable that you cannot wait to put them on. This company launched only two and a half years ago with the mission to make underwear more accessible, inclusive, and self-expressive. Since then, they have sold over 2 million pairs. I have worked with Parade throughout the years, so I have so many products, both from gifting and just from me going out and buying them because I love their stuff. I live in their triangle bralette, especially when I'm at home, just like lounging around. It is the softest, most comfortable bralette I have ever worn. I also am obsessed with their high-rise sleep pant. I'm currently doing my laundry as we speak because I will be sleeping in those tonight. I just, I need them. So from extra small to triple XL, Parade's inclusive sizing means you will have zero trouble finding the perfect bralette or a pair of underwear. Did I mention they're all about sustainability? Parade crafts their signature styles with super soft, certified recycled yarns. Plus all their products come in biodegradable packaging. And this is really cool, guys. For every parade purchase you make, they give back to organizations that support reproductive rights, racial equity, and LGBTQ plus communities. So upgrade your top drawer with an exclusive 20% off parade. Go to yourparade.com slash I love you and use code I love you to get 20% off. That is yourparade.com slash I love you. I am literally about to go online and make an order using my own code and buy every single long sleeve shirt that they have because I trust them so much. They have the softest stuff and I just know that I'll love it. So again, that is yourparade.com slash I love you. I want to talk too about like your confidence growing mm. because even like when we had, we've had one falling out in our friendship mm -hmm. and you in that period of time, I don't know. We didn't talk for like how many months, maybe six, maybe nine, nine. Okay. Nine months. And then after that, when you, when we like talked again, I just, we were both were just in like such different places. Yeah. I mean, we both obviously grew so much, Yeah. but you out of anyone I know, I think have you were just so obviously like very comfortable with yourself and just mm. like so much more confident. Yeah. 
and I know we've talked about confidence like career wise, uh-huh. but I feel like with you, it's a lot deeper than that. And you've just grown and changed. Obviously we all have, but I just have known you for so a very long. long time. And that's such a, I think about, I mean, like myself to 18, 24 different person, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. what was that and like feeling lost and confused and like twenties are hard. Yeah. This is interesting that you mentioned that I found some like newfound confidence then because I Honestly, I think I was probably the same person, but I knew what we had an interesting dynamic for a very long time. And I think after the nine months apart and then whatever got us back together again, I remember the reason of the falling out. So I just tried my best not to do it. Like, that's my honest answer. Mm -hmm. I don't think that I honestly was like, because the change from like the last time I saw you to now is like completely different Mm -hmm. than whatever like minuscule change I had made then. I think I was just like, what was I doing in my life? Was I, oh, I'd stop going to UCI. Maybe that was like a big thing. Well, even then, I just think you're so much more confident. Like you're so like comfortable with yourself. And like you, Yana at like 18 would never have, even like, I mean, I know I'm breaking it back to like career, but like music and Mm -hmm. like like, your relationship, like everything about you is just so different. I think like a lot of that comes from like just being tired, being tired of not doing anything and not getting what I want. And a big reason for that was the weight loss. It was big. It's a lot bigger than I would like it to be, but it was very important for me. And for as long as you knew me, it was something that you knew that I wanted to do. Like, it's like, I can't say that it's because I like grew up and I went through some like a A, B and C Mm -hmm. to feel the way that I do now. But like, looking the way I wanted to look, help me feel confident in relationships, help me see myself as an artist, help me feel comfortable around friends, like not, not feel like I'm like an outcast everywhere that I go. You know, it's not, it's not that like, I wanted to be this size to be an artist. Cause that's not like, no one really cares about that. Now people do care, but it's like, if they speak about it, you just get like, you know, mm-hmm. thrown in the trash. So I think for me, I needed to to change how I felt about myself because like all I got is this, like I, it's not just how I feel or what I say, like it's how I present and I couldn't see myself doing anything that I wanted to do with the way that I looked back then. And it's a completely different world. I know I told you in the note, like feel free to ask anything about that. And that's because I know that some people like transform physically and they kind of want to forget completely they don't even want to mention it at all they don't want it they don't want anyone to be like you look amazing it's like oh, always looked amazing like when in reality like they work their fucking asses off to get there and yeah. it's something that like depending on who it is like should be talked about because it's really hard to do and it's like it can affect every single part of your life not not not, not like make it better it's not like and now I got a boyfriend and now I think I could be a singer like it's just because there's still days where I have like insecurities in all those fields or areas of my life, but feeling better about me and my skin does a lot, you know? Well, you also like made a commitment to yourself. Yeah. And you like saw it through. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably true because when I knew you, I have, I was like, had a personal trainer, but like eating Cheetos every day. I remember we were like doing workout classes and like, I remember you probably knew that I, I wanted to change, but it just wasn't happening for me. And then one day I was just like, well, when am I going to do it? Like, yeah. when am I going to do it? 
you know. Did anything surprise you about the like journey? Did things oh, yeah. not change? Oh yeah, like how I feel about myself on any given day. It's not like I look hot. Like time to go conquer my dreams. It, like <laughs> <laughs> it's like so I, I'll still have my like bad days, or I'll still feel insecure about like being an artist. And then I think, wow, I really thought this would like go away when I look different. It's not like a one. One like a magic fix. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It wasn't like an overnight magic mental fix. But in terms of, I thought people would treat me differently. And there's two categories of people that I've noticed that act differently around me. People who have known me for the longest time treat me just like they had before. But people that I've never met before approach me way differently than when I was like 18, 19. You know, mm-hmm. probably because even then I was like, don't come near me like I wasn't open at all and I didn't really want to talk to anybody or like I didn't feel like it was something to like <laughs> someone to spend time with you like know? a self-worth thing yeah 100 yeah. percent. and it was important for me like not everybody needs or wants to lose weight to feel better for about themselves like it's it, for me it was like it's always been there and I it's something that like I've been thinking about since I was like fucking 13 you know and I never did it and then I was like, let me just like try to get there. And it happened and it took a lot of time, but I feel better about it. Well, I think in similar in the way that we were saying, like who you surround yourself with mm. changes everything. It's also like your so your relationship with those people matter. Your relationship with yourself is like the number one thing, Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and you have to like, I think my obviously my your relationship with yourself changes all the time Mm -hmm. and it is something you really have to work on and I don't I wouldn't have ever said I didn't have a good relationship with myself before Mm -hmm. and in the past year when that my relationship with myself has just gotten so much better Mm -hmm. I've noticed all of the changes this past year yeah I think has changed I think I trust myself more like I made a lot of changes in my life that people would have said that's not the right path that's wrong don't do that and the more I trust myself and I trust my gut, the more I'm like, no, I know. And like, I'm the first to be like, I'm wrong. Like that was not the right, whatever, the right move, whatever. But like over time as I've been able to like trust my gut and truly I just like myself as a person, I feel like I glow, like I feel so much better. Whereas before I think maybe I even trusted in ways that like mentors, people that like I look up to, I would have trusted more what they had to say, which can be a really good, helpful thing. And that can definitely, you know, lead you, that can be a great thing. But at the end of the day, like you have to listen to yourself. And I think I just started listening to myself and I made so many changes. And then that ultimately, I'm like, I am the happiest I've ever been and the most fulfilled. And I think too, like looking back on, just like almost like markers of my life of like moves or like relationships or friendships or things or like career opportunities, things like that, that have gone well and that I've felt similarly has made it easier for me to continue to do that. But I think my ultimately in the past year, my relationship with myself has gotten a lot better because I can trust myself and I know that I'm allowed to trust myself. Whereas before I felt like I was taught that I couldn't trust what I had to say. Mm. If that makes any sense. And that helped me a lot. That's definitely a factor of the, I think the world that you were in for as long as you were in. Cause the, the point of that world is like to look up to your mentors Mm -hmm. and, and people who like guide your life in every which way direction, every which way, every 
direction. Yeah. yeah. And I'm glad that you found a way to be able to listen to yourself because I feel like for the most part, you know what's good for yourself. You yeah. Know? That's why when I say that to people, like we were, I've been talking about that today a lot. People are like, I'm actually surprised to hear you say that. I'm like, because it was a small part of my life. Like yeah. there were years before where I wasn't like that. Yeah. But I think I was in a community of people and I was very fragile. Like I lost a sibling at that time. And after that, I was just an autopilot for like two years and I didn't slow down. And so that in itself, I feel like I lost myself in that community. I lost myself in a relationship that I probably would have never gotten in Mm -hmm. had I not been in such a vulnerable position. Mm -hmm. Like you just, you make so many decisions. And then before I knew it, I was like, I looked up one day and I was like, what is my life? Like, what am I doing I don't feel like I'm me, but I was just numbing things for so long and I was so busy, but I wasn't paying attention. I was ignoring myself for like two consecutive years. Yeah. And that's how I got into those situations, yeah. you know? I'm definitely glad that you moved to Dallas. I think it was a very good move for yeah, you. Yeah, I agree. But this is a really great episode. Thank is you it? for coming on. Yay. Where can they find you and all the music? And also is Crybaby ever going to no, no, cry sorry, over? Yeah, I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, probably. No, it's okay. Probably not. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I'll say maybe. That's one of the songs that I feel like could like blow up on TikTok. Every time that I play that song for someone, they're like, you're dumb. And I'm like, I know. It's just, I have like a memory of playing that song for the person that I write my music with a few years ago and like him being like, this doesn't feel like it's right for you right now. Maybe yeah. sometime later down the line, like you've heard the song. It feels like a song that maybe can be like performed for an arena and not for like a little like, 50 person venue it sounds like a fucking lady gaga song it's not like, necessarily your vibe it's right not now. i get indie it pop at yeah. the moment. but it's a good song and i and i like it and there's still part of me that wants to be like the songwriter you know so mm-hmm. I, it's just there it's in the vault it's in the vault it's really good mm-hmm. thank you so where can they find yes you? okay instagram yana ted twitter i don't do shit on there but yana ted and spotify and uh, apple music i think i'm just under yana my first name yeah my song don't want your love is out it's a fun one it's probably my favorite on the ep uh my favorite my dad the other day was asking who i was recording i was with and i was like oh yana he's like oh my god yana ted oh (laughs) my god he knows he keeps up on instagram so yeah anyways thank you for coming on thank you for having me Woo. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to enter our giveaway. It will be, um, it's on my Instagram or on the ILYSM podcast Instagram. You guys, as always, can watch these episodes on YouTube. Follow us on TikTok, on Instagram. Join the newsletter. All of that stuff. But I love you guys so much. And I will talk to you next Thursday. Bye.